0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عاقبه للمتقين ولا عذبان الا على الظالمين والصلاه الله والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اللهم لا سهل الا ما جعلته سهلا وانت تجعل الحزن اذا شئت اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم الحمد لله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته So today is a great day what year are we Five or six? Year six. So year six, we started yani, the third volume of the main book that we're using for the commentary, Al-Sharah Al-Mumti' So that means five years, taqriban, two books, taqriban. Yeah? Fifteen books. So what's that make it? Thirty-seven and a half and a half years. good. So, 30 years left. Will I even have any teeth to speak after 30 years? Grandkids teaching, cutting out. So, that's good news. Uh, that's good news. The other good news is that uh, I decided to show some compassion and mercy and reverse the Trump-esque ban the wall between insan and halawa (laughs) between mankind and their haq which is the food and the the sweets that bring them so much joy and I was reminded that if I want to be miserable then you be miserable why are you punishing everyone for and I said you spoke the truth and so Ibrahim, in celebration of this lifting of this ban, and uh, uh, because of the new chapter, no doubt, that was the main reason, uh, has bought, Allah some very nice chocolates. Okay? Not for the sisters. Uh, only for the brothers. Because the sisters are very busy with their new campaign, Me Too. They want to be inclusive in the idea of dieting. They don't want to get involved in chocolate. So they said, Me Too or maybe me too is there any, the men get two and the women get none I don't know what it is there's many variations many akwal, the riwayat in this in the commentary to this statement but it's okay and also I think it's good that we show the people on screen our compassion our mercy we also show them what they're missing we also make them feel a bit yeah, bad that's okay I think it's all good so we can uh, before uh, uh, what's happening what's the rules? Uh, beginning at the end or what it is a distraction, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's good that we leave it. In the end. You've got something good to look forward to in the lesson then. See? All right, so, all right, let's start. Bismillah. Let's read the text. This is a big one, man. A little bit of text, and it's like, I was looking at just this little bit of text, yeah? So
1: all, all of
0: that text is that little translation in the end, right? <laughs> What are you hating for? What are you hating for? Unbelievable. You see this kind of hey okay unbelievable hate by the way unbelievable I just want to say to you that that text yeah if you can believe it that little bit of text which is just half a page of text is about half this book which is crazy anyway I think I'll read it all of it uh, and then we'll just translate what we're going to be covering today I don't think we'll cover that today to be honest but let's give it a shot so, the chapter is Bab Sifatu Salah, the chapter of the description of the prayer. And the Mu'alif, Imam al rahmatullah, he says, Bismillah, he says, What a swear to soft. What a What a swear to soft. What Hadwa, mankibaihi, kasujud. Wayusmi u al imam, man khalfahu kakiraatihi fi owalate, a gayra dohraini. Wareruhu, nafsah. Thum maya obidu, ku a yusrahu, dahte surrettihi, wayanduru masjidahu, thum maya kul, subhanakallah wa behemdik, wata bara kasmuk, wata ala jadduk. وَلَا إِلَٰهَ غَيْرُكَ ثُمَّ يَسْتَعِيذُ ثُمَّ يُبَسْمِلُ سِرًّا وَلَيْسَتْ مِنَ الْفَاتِحَةَ ثُمَّ يَقْرَأُ الْفَاتِحَةَ فَإِن قَاطَعَهَا بِذِكْرٍ أَوْ سُكُوتٍ غَيْرَ غَيْرَ That should be بِذِكْرٍ <laughs> <laughs> oh. أو غَيْرِ أو سُكُوتٍ غيري. I think that should be Raira. we We'll have to check that. A مشروعين And أو ترك منها تشديدة أو حرف أو ترتيبا be غير the إعادتها of الكل evening في الجهرية ثم July of the clicker تكون في the겠�ers من الطوال من, من الطوال المفصل وفي المغرب من قصاره وفي الباقي من أوساطه ولا تصح الصلاه بقراءه خارجه عن مصحف عثمان ثم يركع مكبرا رافعا يديه ويضعهما على ركبتيه مفرجه الاصابع مستويا ظهره ويقول سبحان ربي العظيم ثم يرفع راسه ويديه قائلا امام ومنفرد سمع الله لمن حمده وبعد قيامهما ربنا ولك الحمد ملأ السماء وملأ الأرض وملأ ما شئت من شيء بعد وَمَأْمُومٌ في رفعه ربنا ولك الحمد فقط ثم يخر مكبرا ساجدا على سبعة أعضاء رجليه ثم ركبتيه ثم يديه ثم جبهته مع عنفه ولو مع حائل ليس من أعضاء سجوده وَيُجَافِي عَضُدَيْهِ عَنْ جَنْبَيْهِ وَبَطْنُهُ, وبطنه عَنْ فَخِذَيْهِ وَيُفَرِّقُ ركبتيه وَيَقُولُ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْأَعْلَى ثُمَّ يَرْفَعُ رَأْسَهُ مُكَبِّرًا وَيَجْلِسُ مُفْتَرِشًا يُسْرَاهُ نَاصِبًا يُمْنَاهُ وَيَقُولُ رَبِّيْ اغفر لي. That's where I thought I'd stop because it's just is is it's getting so long, and uh, you know. So the, just the beginning part then of the translation, where he says Yasunnu, it is a Sunnah, so not just recommended, not Mustahab, not liked. It is a Sunnah to stand when the word or the statement Qad from Qad is okay, is said from the Iqamat, and it is also Sunnah Taswir to Saf to straighten the, the prayer line. He then says, of course, they're just using the normal male as the one who is the model, yani practice, yani the prayer. He then says, Allahu Akbar, raising his hands to the height of his shoulders with his fingers, madmuma, yani together, and outstretched, yani extended. Okay? So not like that, not like this. So the first is to get the fingers together, and then the second is to straighten. Yep. Just like when in prostration. Meaning that, they will be at your shoulders just like they should be when you are in prostration. You see many people, they prostrate like this. You would never give takbir like that. So it just gives you an idea that these are the same position. And that's our opening piece of text. Okay, everybody? So bismillah, Shaykh Uthaymeen alayhi rahmatullah in his commentary to this text, which as we know is called al-sharh al-mumti'ah. Um, he starts off by explaining what the concept of Sifa means. So he says at the beginning of page 5, at the top, Sifatul Salah, a كيفية التي takun alayha. Sifa means basically, exact, the word Sifa means a sign or a description of something. When we say Sifatul Salah, we're basically talking about the description, how we actually describe the manner of doing something. And he said that the, the fuqaha, they spoke about the, the, the description of the prayer. That's their job. The the, the, knowledge, the the scholars of fiqh, the jurists, it's their job to describe the manner of how to pray and how to perform hajj and how to do X and how to do Y. Why is that? Because it is a condition of worship to know how to do it. Because there are two conditions for worship. The first, al-ikhlasu lillahi ta'ala. The first is to make that action for the sake of Allah alone. And the second المتابعة صلى الله عليه to follow the messenger صلى these are the two things you have to remember with any action that you do if you want that action to be accepted by Allah as an act of worship it has to be for his sake and it has to be done properly so you have to follow the messenger صلى الله and he says that uh, as for the first condition الإخلاس uh, لله sincerity for the sake of Allah that's the job of the scholars of Tawheed and Al-Aqaid it's, the scholars, it's for the theologians That's for the scholars of creed, for aqeedah. That's their job to deal with, to make sure that we get it right, make sure we're not praying to the wrong person, make sure that we're not making riyah, making sure that our hearts are clean, making sure that we understand. That's their job, right? Their job to get our aqeedah right, our creed right, our theology right, to make sure we're doing it for the right reason, to the right, uh, uh, yani, deserving one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to not make mistakes in that. To uh, G us up, yani when we're feeling down, to motivate us. That's the, their job. okay. As for the fuqaha, their job is al of the Prophet. It's their job to tell us exactly how it is done according to the way of the Messenger. That's the job of the fuqaha. Ahlul Tawhid wal-Aqa'id deal with the ikhlas, first condition, and the rest of the scholars, the fuqaha, the jurists, they deal with the second condition. What's the opposite of ikhlas? What do you think the opposite is? Sure. Ishraq. Good. It is to do it for someone other than the sake of Allah. What is the opposite of al-mutabaa? What's the, what's the opposite of following the messenger? Bid'ah. Bida, excellent. Bid'ah. Innovating in the religion. Doing your own thing. Thinking that it's the right. You know, many people, they'll say that, right? Bid'ah is one of these confusing things because it just doesn't make any sense why there'd be a problem to do it. So, you know, if I make my family pray definitely 100%, 20 extra raka'at every single day without fail after Asr Salah because how on earth yani, can praying extra be a bad thing? Okay, the ikhlas is there. Doing it for the sake of Allah. No one else is seeing it. Hard work, getting it done in, you know, at home and taking a lot of time, could be doing all kinds of other things. But I didn't follow the Messenger, sallallahu It's the exact opposite of following the Messenger. So it's bid'ah, and bid'ah has to be within the religious sphere. Meaning, it can't be something can't be bid'ah if you're not expecting reward for it. That's very important to understand. If you are not expecting reward for an action, then by definition that action is not in the religious sphere, it's in the secular sphere, it's my decision to, for example, to buy X type of car, and I want it to be yellow, or I want it to be blue, I want it to be X or Y, these are decisions that I make. That might not be following the Prophet ﷺ, but I never wanted to follow the Prophet ﷺ. He wasn't around at the time of the Prophet I I don't expect it as an act of worship, etc., etc. And that basic principle is what carries you forward. Obviously, the studies in bid'ah can be quite detailed, all right? And I'm giving a very general kind of overview, but I want you to know that. Anyway, the Shaykh, he then says, الرَّسُولَ اللَّهِ whoever follows the Messenger of Allah without any ikhlas, then his ibadah is invalid." That is because of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Sahih Muslim in the Hadith Qudsi. What's the Hadith Qudsi? What's the Hadith Qudsi? When
1: Allah has in
0: her when the Prophet narrates a Hadith and says, Allah says, so it's the wording of the Prophet, but Allah's statement. Good. Allah's statement, but the
1: wording of the Prophet. What's the
0: Quran? <laughs> Allah's statement in his word. It's not enough. Come on. His speech. His speech. Yes. Spoken word. Yes. Carry on. Is that, are you just happy with that? Let me repeat. Hadith Qudsi. Um, in the prophet's words. Yeah. Prophet's words. From Allah, From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so Allah, uh, the Quran is Allah's statement revealed to Jibril Ali salam, spoken by him, spoken word. Therefore, in preserved in his spoken word. Not much difference between the two. What's the big thing that you're missing? Not created is, is okay. A no, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, no, that's not the real difference between the two. Yes. Authenticity. Come on, folks, man, wake up. The Qur'an itself is absolutely 100% nailed on mutawatir. It is not possible for it to be a wrong in any single way. It has been checked by the Prophet ﷺ. The Jibreel ﷺ checked the Prophet ﷺ. Allah Taala guaranteed every single letter. Did He give that guarantee to the hadith? Every single one? No. That is a human enterprise where... Uh, Although the authentic hadith have been guaranteed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the inauthentic hadith have been allowed to flourish. Does that make sense? Therefore, it's important for you to remember that when we talk about hadith Qudsi, it has the possibility of being weak. In fact, you will find when you study hadith, that the vast majority of the hadith Qudsiya are weak. Alright? It's like, don't take that as a massive rule of thumb. I'm just saying that when you come to study proper you come to realize that actually, uh, a, a huge numbers of hadith qudsi are weak, and you know, you know, you know. Let me tell you something. When we're talking weak and all that kind of stuff, yeah, obviously weak has a lot of uh, 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 levels. So you've got weak, which is a, isn't a major issue. Then you've got the ifjid, then, which is obviously serious. And then you've got fabricated and munkar, which is rejected and and made up. Uh, 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 Narrations, which is very, very serious. And if you look historically, and just common sense, to why people would make fake statements, it's not all the time just to spite and just to create hype for your own guy or to create political hadith for whatever, whatnot. The vast majority of fabricated hadith are well intentioned people who just want to do a bit of dawah. they just lose the plot. They want to just try and scare people, or they want to uh, instill extreme love into the people. And so they want to really get connection. So that's why storytellers are so yeah, any, uh, common to be coming out with weak narrations. I, uh, number one, it's in their interest because they're always exciting, always interesting, always yeah, any the hype around these kind of narrations. Likewise, the people, um, they're the people who are least likely to be scholarly and least likely to want to care about the sources. And if you see the mentality of a person who's trying to impress the other person or make it as exaggerated and as emotional as possible, it doesn't get any bigger than saying "Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said." You know what I'm trying to say, right? So Hadith Qudsi is a prime candidate for weak Hadith. So when you see Hadith Qudsi, you should be your alarm bell should go uh, off. Now using the same principles, what I just said, using the same kind of social story that I just created, that kind of model, what are the other than signs? That you would expect to pick up on. Clues. Clues to a normal person that would indicate... Hold on, just go be a bit careful here. Just skip some of the No, no. I'm just saying these kind of things. Like, if, like I just said to you, Yani, yeah, I mean, you will never forget for the rest of your life. Okay? I can guarantee it. Because of what you just heard. And these things stick. Okay? Next time you come across Hadith Qudsi, the first thing you will think is, is it authentic? Because of just what I just said. Which is good. And you'll check and that's fine. I'm saying, and I gave a reason for it. And maybe you understood it, maybe you didn't. If you understood it, what could be other things that you'll see that will, will betray the reality of a hadith? Shock factor? Shock factor. Big, numbers. big numbers? Big numbers is the big one, alright? Huge numbers. If you say, Astaghfirullah <laughs> al wa atubu 99 million 336 times, then, you know, these are the ones that you get in the emails and the text messages and the standard, yep. Yeah? And as uh, with that said, shock factor, big, horrible, you know, cracking this, massive, and a mega, mega focus on mega, mega punishment or something. Crass language, which is not the way of the Prophet ﷺ usually. Um, shock factor. Basically, shock factor is good because it, has, it covers a lot. It covers a positive, it covers a negative. But big numbers is a big one and uh you know special places and a big emphasis on that that's not to say that we don't have big numbers in the sunnah that's not to say we don't have exaggeration and shock and we, that's not to say we don't but like i said these are indicators that's all it's just a little thing that says let me just make sure I've, i'm 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 good here you go back you do your double check and you're fine you're off you know you're on your way so this is a hadith qudsi not too sure about that we have a look it's in sahih muslim this hadith is from the most authentic of hadith and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ana aghna shuraka yani ash-shirk man amila amalan ashraka fihi ma'i ghairi taraktuhu that i am completely ana aghna yani i am completely uh uh not in need whatsoever um need to share in anything i don't need to share my powers i don't need to delegate my reality i don't need you know what i'm trying to say it doesn't need to be uh get them another thing yeah a bunch um uh, i don't need to share right i'm free from that Yani, i have no need to have to be able to do that so whoever does an action where they associate with me Where they they don't give me my entire complete Jew right, and rather give it to someone else, even a bit part of it. Whoever shares my haqq with someone else, then I leave him and their shirk. I leave that person, I drop him like a stone, and what they are doing. So, clearly, anyone who does shirk, then their action of ibadah is invalid. And secondly, وَمَنْ أَخْلَصَ لِلَّهِ but, and whoever is doing something purely for the sake of Allah but doesn't follow the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, then his act of worship is rejected. Because of the statement of the Prophet, وسلم, whoever does an action from our actions that is not upon our way, then it is rejected. So, we have these two principles, we have their opposites, we know that it's very important to make sure that these two conditions, these two conditions continue, otherwise, the action is rejected. Okay? Um, so having said that um, when it comes to describing acts of worship not every act of worship is described Sheikh Amin makes a point he goes we never saw Sifat al-Zakah or Sifat al-Siyam we never saw even though the scholars wrote the Sifat the chapter of the description of the prayer and they described many acts of worship like that but they never ever described Zakah and they never described Siyam rather what they would do in Siyam for example is that they would make clear what are the things that yani, break the fast, and that they would basically then make a conclusion. They would say that Siyam is, is refraining from the uh, invalidators with the intention of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from dawn until sunset. That is the only description they would give. The rest of it would just be yani, the do's and the don'ts, the do's and the don'ts, but no other actual description. As for zakah, what they would do is that they will actually explain to you what are the types of wealth that are Amwal al Zakawiyah, what we call, what we've created our own word. What's our word that we call it? In English? Amwal al Zakawiyah, what do we call it in English? <laughs> the, zakatable, yeah? Okay? It's an awesome word. The best word ever, okay? So we call it Zakatable, which is obviously uh, Amwal al Zakawiyah. And they will explain the different types of thresholds. The Nasab. Okay. Nisab, yani, okay about what level it, it is. And they'll also uh, define who are the people that have to pay zakah. So that's basically the only descriptions they will do. As for Salah, Shaykh Utameen says that we know that it is the single yani, greatest pillar of Islam after saying Ashadu Allah wa Ashhadu anna Muhammadan alaihi, And it is the one. And now we're going into hard core Uthameen humbly mode now. It is the one pillar that whoever leaves out of laziness and yani not Yani taking it seriously, then he is kafir. The one who does not Yani who does not take it seriously and leaves it as Yani not Yani making an effort, Kana Kafiran. And then we covered that actually at the beginning of chapter two. And whoever denies its obligation, even if he prays, he is a kafir. Even if he prays. So for example, if someone says that I am praying these five prayers, but they are all يعani, just uh, na- nafal. I'm, fa- I'm praying these five obligatory prayers, but only because I'm being told to, I, I don't think they're obligatory. He is a kafir. Even if he prays those prayers. Only exception is someone who's new to Islam. Then of course, then this person, this person needs to be told that and understood it. And then if they, dis- de- if they deny it after they've understood the ruling, then it is as uh, then the ruling is to be applied. And Sheikh then, he's now obviously going into a reminder about the prayer. He goes, as for the prayer, then it's either performed in a jama'ah or by oneself. And if it is in jama'ah, then that is of course better for it. And the best way to actually perform the prayer is for a person to make wudu' at home. And, al wudu. And he perfects that wudu, and we've already spoken about that last two years, that when it will last three years rather. When it comes to wudu, we're talking about taking one's time, using minimum water, thinking about every single moment, yani making sure that everything is done in the correct way, but also the fact that the Prophet ﷺ said that the people's sins are falling off during the time that they are making it, that the people who will do it properly and higher and more will be the ones that will be noticed by that in Jannah, etc., etc. This is called Isbaq al-wudu, doing it proper and nice. Also some of the scholars mentioned that yeah, using cold water and fe- finding it a bit more difficult to do, but enjoying the process because you're feeling it more, that is also the kind of thing that also adds to the perfection. That's not a condition, by the way. And he then leaves his home with the intention for the prayer in jama'ah. And if he does all of that, that what we just said, makes the perfection in wudu, leaves the home with intention for jama'ah and sets off, then every single footstep for that person he will not take except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him one status, one one level in status, and a, a sin will be taken away from him whether his house is close or far. And Shaykh says, that يعني, whether he lives close or not. That does not mean that it is a objective to live further from the masjid. People are asked that question. I've got a choice to be here, or I've got to be there do I have to take the, the further one so that I can get the uh, reward? Ahlan, ahlan, ahlan. Excellent, Ahlan. Excellent, well, excellent. Aqiqah is coming to us, not yani We're still coming, by the way. Don't think you can get out of just cheap aqiqah Hey, we want meat, isn't it, uh, Ibrahim? Sah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, Asim has just entered and uh, he was with Hajj uh, with us and mashallah Allah blessed him with Abdurrahman just a few days ago. Uh, healthy and Nuhah is doing well as well. And he's bought us goodies as he should. As he should. I think there's an exception, isn't it? There are many exceptions, actually. We just need to look also, at you T's and C's. There, there me? I'm in control, bro. You watch my... I'm, I'm a rock. You're the weak one. I banned it for your sake. Did you ever see me <laughs> eating chocolate on TV? One year I've been...
1: Yeah, I've have been you ever seen me, seen me eat any one sweets? I've been abstaining. And now you want to stay for one week and now I come out with all the... Gold. Watch the
0: rock. Just watch the rock.
1: One year later will last. One year. Okay? <laughs> So
0: um, so Sheikh says that does not mean that a person then actually intentionally distances himself from the masjid and going further, so he increases the uh, reward. Rather, it means that if your house is far from the masjid, don't make yourself far from the masjid. Well lies a very nice masjid uh, statement he made. He, he makes that. He goes, if your house is far from the masjid, don't you make yourself far from the masjid. <laughs> Subhanallah. بَلْ يَعْنِ ذَلِكَ أَنَّهُ إِذَا بَعُدَ مَنْزِلَكَ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ فَلَا تَسْتَبْعِدْ الْمَسْجِدِ Which is excellent. يعني meaning that don't then let yourself, as he says, يعني don't, وَتَقُلْ إِنَّ فِي ذَلَكَ تَعَبًا عَلَيَّا Yani, oh it's yani, something which is a mission and it's difficult and yani, oh man, you know, I can't but wake up early and blah 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 blah. That's what it means. Yaani, the understanding of the ajr is that you know, if you are further away, you've got to have that motivation to keep on doing. It. And as long as you have that motivation, the Shaykh says, and you come out yani with that intention, then you will be raised a status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will have your sin removed with every single step. I think that's very nice. Yes. So this is a, this is something that the scholars discussed, okay, because obviously at that time uh, the majority of the people walked. But at that time also there were rides, right. it was easier to come. And uh, the scholars never at that time said that a person who comes on the camel or whatever is not getting reward, okay. How on a camel and vis-a-vis today on, in a car the footsteps are calculated, that's unknown. That's yani, down to Allah, Allah's knowledge. Yani, is it that we'll be getting the individual or not? What there's no doubt about is that anyone who goes through greater difficulty in getting to the masjid will be rewarded handsomely thereof. Or, or, or there too. That's something that we can say. Can we say, you shouldn't drive in a car, you should walk? I don't think it's right to say that. What we can say is that a person who decides to walk to take on that yani, greater effort to make, yani, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani, more, there's no doubt that that person is yani, food through that extra effort getting it. Now, let's just look at let's throw a curveball in there let's say that this guy he has a, he's on the same salary and same living expenses as the other guy who has the car, and they both set off from the their house which is like one kilometer away. This guy. He'd rather save the time. And leave later. And therefore take the car. But he's willing to spend that extra 25 quid a week. Which the other guy. Would not. Does that make sense? But he's willing to put the time in. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That's the danger of trying to say that one's better than the other. Because this guy. This guy. He might leave later, and you might be thinking his is a lazier approach. But if he's on the same—I'm not talking richer—if he's on the same level, and he's paying twenty-five quid, that's costing him real time. Right? It's a—it's a material loss. And who's to argue that the extra three hours of walking is not equal to twenty-five pounds sadaqa? Does that make sense? I mean, it's similarly when you say that
1: the, some of the scholars said it's better to use cold water. Yes some of the scholars said this I don't think
0: there's any hadith about it there is hadith about cold water ok but the real discussion about the cold water is whether um, a, it's not so much just like yeah, the issue of the house do you intend to find cold water or if there's cold water there do you just go for it and take it you know what I'm saying And it's, the, in my opinion it's the second one it's not like a person's got hot water, right, and then me freeze myself off and, you know, whatever. Okay? But there's also cold water and then there's cold water. You know what I'm saying? Right? I was in uh, Pakistan, uh, like, whenever I was, like, a couple of weeks ago, months ago, yeah? One, two months ago. And listen, I've done a lot of cold water i'm telling you you know we've done all our uni you you know forces trips and all our Bakwas, you know, going out to here and there and we've done all our camps and we've done everything and done all the you know the things that you've got to do as a student you you know, make all the way in the lakes and waterfalls and stuff but i went to this place called kalam which is in the northwest frontier high up in swat and we went to this masjid which is known as a tariqi masjid it's a very old one it's made entirely of wood entirely of wood And inside the Musalla, when you walk in, and obviously it's cold anyway because it's January and whatever, and it's like mountainous region. Actually, I posted a video on Facebook of the Adhan that was going on in the thing. That's actually exactly the Kalam. And you see the snow, mountains, and everything. It's freezing. Everything's freezing. Outside is freezing. Then suddenly you walk in, and what they've got is a massive kick-off stove. You know, old-school kitchen stove. What do they call them? Aga. Aga. Aga you know those you know you girls know anyway you boys don't know anything that's because you have never bought into that in your life they're expensive anyway it's a proper stove yeah, and you put it in the kitchen and not only does it does your cooking it heats your house and does everything so they had one of these massive ones and it's got you know made of copper mm-hmm. and you know you like the ones in a train you know the, copper, the, 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 the coal train you open up the big thing and you shove everything in except you shove wood in so it burns. It's got a massive chimney. That chimney goes, and it somehow heats the masjid, and it goes, and it heats the water downstairs as well to one tap, and that tap is used. Yani, yeah, only people use it. Yani, yeah, uh, one. Uh, you only gonna get one. Kuzai, you know? Uh, thingy? What's that called? Lota. Yeah, lota. Kuzai is not used. Huh? Is that a phrase you even know? Lota. You know tell the Arab guy what all is, yara. <laughs>
1: oh, we
0: say Kuz. Kuz, yeah? There you go. Because they're on, on it, yara. Punjabi's man ruined the language. It's Kuz, as a kuza. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you get one of those, basically, alright? And that's more than enough for people. More than enough. See? Uh, because, you know, you will use your, that for your Istinja, and you will do your Wudu, full on that, no problem. Every pack, yeah, any young, old, no problem whatsoever, mm. and it will be warm so Muggins here, right? <laughs> so they all over They've been to this mansion before, and I hadn't. So they all went one way, and I went the other way. So I went and I turned the the, the things on, the the taps on. And I got the water, but I had the thing I didn't know I has got a handle in it. So I put the water into my hands. I'm not even joking. Within I think 0.5 of a second, I had to let the water go. It was I'm almost been burnt. It was that cold. And I can't understand because, you know, it's easier for me to hold ice. So I don't understand how water can be colder than ice and be water. So someone's got to work that out for me because I can't work it out. Anyway, every single bit of water that I put on my body, it was stinging. Like I'd been slapped, you know, hard. Amazing experience. So anyway, the point is you don't go out to, to, to uh, uh, get hot cold water. But when you're faced with cold water, you, you take it like a champ and that's it. I think that's the, 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 that's, the, that's the thing, you don't let it uh, put you off, and here's a hadith to encourage you to put up, and that's the, the essence of the hadith, and that's the essence of living far from the masjid, and that's the essence of, you know, not having a ride, and, 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 and. Um, the sheikh says, أي, It's a must that you come to the masjid بِسَكِينَةٍ وَوَقَارٍ Calm, and with gravitas. Waqar is a difficult phrase to translate. I call it gravitas. Okay? Because Sakina, we all know what Sakina is. People call it tranquility. Yeah? And, and, you know, people, you know, are thinking of tranquil and harps, you know, playing and all that nonsense. Yeah? That's not what I want you to think of tranquility. Sakina, yani, uh, uh, Sakina is just relaxed. That's what relaxes. The second... Your mescan is what? Your your abode. Yeah, your home. Not the house, not the bait. The second is your home. And you know how it's like when you get home. Yeah? That's why me and Shaz, we don't eat out. We bring it home. Because what we dress like when we're eating at home <laughs> is not... I mean, it's okay because, you know what I mean? He's my partner, you know what I'm saying? So we can do that. There's no way I need class between me and him, we dress Yani for Maskin. We chill for the maskin, we relax, we lie down, we do behavior that Yanni is unseen. And when you're outside, it's a disaster. So we hate eating outside. I can't stand it. I don't even like eating in front of other people outside. Let alone anyway. So uh, so you're relaxed. And that's the concept, okay? And uh, a person, yani, is meant to be uh, uh, so. Sheikh says not speaking, not uh, not uh, uh, chatting, gossiping, not being angry. So he's got to be yani relaxed in 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 that. Sakina al yani not all this you know jittery, not rushing. Okay, and then wa wakarun fil Now heya is the way that you're presenting yourself. Your heya is your yourself all right and يعني, يعني, you know he's just he doesn't look like a guy who's come to stand in front of Allah Sheikh Uthameen says uh, he must be he has to be in the You've got to look at this person and see that he's about to enter into a place where he's about to stand in front of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, stand in front of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He goes, Wallahi, if you were to enter upon a king, and we've always heard this, yeah? But this cliche or this, whatever, yeah, cliche or rhetoric will never ever grow old because it's absolutely correct. If you were ever to go in on a king or a boss, you would be checking your tie, you'd be looking at your thingy, your this, that. You'd be smelling, you'd be, you know, looking at this. You'd be doing all kinds of things to make sure you are spot on. You'd turn your phone off, you would, there are so many things that you would do because you know this is your big moment. Sheikh says, you do that, and you come to the masjid, person just balls in, you know, throwing here, there, bangs door open, Stands like he's a privileged guy, and you know, no, you don't even know, yani, what's happening. What's about? To, stands in the prayer and just immediately. That's the other thing which, which blows my mind. People who come to the prayer and lift their hands immediately. Yani, where's the couple of seconds to gather your thoughts and gather yourself just to calm down, take a good yani, breath, and say, right, okay, all right, let's do this. Allah Akbar. You know, and that's waqar, and gravitas. If you know the meaning of the word, I think is the thing which fits the bill. All right. Is there an alternative? Anyone want to offer an alternative? Presence. So the problem is that the, prob- that the problem with where you're going And actually in fairness Also the problem with the word gravitas Is that it seems more about you yeah. And this is not about you It's about others يعني, uh, uh, It's not about others It's about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being respected he
1: so mindful though. No huh?
0: Dignified Yeah dignified And dignified is, is gravitas Person who has gravitas yani, you know he's a serious person. And that's also good. Serious Yani, because this is not the joke time. You know what I'm saying? This is the one moment where it's not time for jokes. So Yani, so yeah, yeah he says that. And then and you must not yani, rush. Even if he fears that he is going to the he's going to miss the prayer. إذا سمعتم إلى وعليكم والوقار ولا تسرعوا. When you hear the Iqama, then move to the prayer or walk to the prayer and have, be calm and show gravitas. وعليكم والوقار a command. Just calm down or be be still or be tranquil or chill out and Show some seriousness, be thingy, and don 't rush don 't rush so that means and, and that 's what happens you see people and you 've got to understand this this is very, very important because for me, you know I told you that when it comes to the sign of a practicing Muslim, yeah people just think that person who prays is a practicing Muslim and that 's million miles off, yeah I mean, amongst the practicing Muslims or students of knowledge, we should all have a certain key. Indicators that, that mark off who a practicing person is. Okay? And likewise, people who do not display these characteristics, difficult to say they're practicing Muslims. This is very harsh, by the way, because you think, rah, you know, how can you say someone's not practicing just because of this? But it's an indicator. So if you see someone running for the prayer, that person is off my list like within a second. Yeah, I, mean, I never saw anyone run for the prayer except someone who's jahil you you, you, you understand what I'm trying to say because anyone who has half a brain knows that whatever you miss from the prayer you make up and whatever you catch from the prayer you do and that you by running and rushing to try and jump in is not showing respect to the prayer it's actually showing a disrespect because not only are you going against the hadith which is saying chill and be easy and take easy and and be serious and no person who's running has gravitas okay but it's also like as if oh my god I can't be doing another rakah by myself (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a diss to the prayers as well. So, yeah, it's one of those things that you know you think self, uh, you know, guy ran to the prayer.
1: <laughs>
0: it is harsh. It is harsh. But, uh, huh? Speeding in in the car. So let me tell you something about uh, what some of the companions used to say and do. Um. So the the idea here is that one doesn't lose. Control. I think that speeding is not good. I don't want to say it's haram, I don't want to say it's the pure version of the anti-gravitas, but I don't think it's good. Because you know also speeding. Not only is it against the law or or whatever, not only is it dangerous, okay? But no one speeds except their adrenaline increases. Their heartbeat increases, right? And the the and the harak that that is not meant to happen like when you're running. Is producing only an increased heart beat and flight and fright and the response and adrenaline is increasing, which is what also happens if a person is being you know pushing the boundaries and overtaking and this and that and whatever, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you know I think people yes in cars do need to take it easy, as best as possible, as best as possible. I don't want to say it's haram, but it's it's good.
1: Sure. Yeah. Do um, you think it's the last car? You might catch
0: so it. this also needs to be said that, that when we're talking about whatever you catch you pray and whatever you uh, miss then you make up this is the same for missing the jama'ah meaning that if you miss the jama'ah you don't lose your mind to get there and your a reward is there and inshallah you get the same amount of the reward because the hadith indicates that a person has caught yani, jama'ah even if they have not actually caught the jama'ah the reward of a reward thereof, because it is based on intention. At the same time you do get the other extreme which is like, I'm so on this hadith I'm like so on this hadith you just count how long it's taking me to make this footstep. 20 miles per hour, is down the road. Yeah, don't talk about that guy. There are some people that drive you nuts. They are literally like driving so slow that I am Mr. Waqar. You get what I'm trying to say? And they walk in, and the salah, the, the, you know, they're in the last, in the tajahud, for example, or the last one, and they're just, you know, no, because I'm the daddy, because that's the other way. I'm the super practicing guy. You know, because if the, if the guy who runs is the non-practicing guy, then the super practicing guy is the one who's like, I'm not even bothered. Go on, give salam then.
1: <laughs>
0: Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that's the two extremes that you've got to avoid and you've got to hit it in the middle. And that's what uh, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and uh, Ibn Umar used to be described as. That they would, if they heard that, the, if they were late for the prayer, they would quicken their pace. So they would then start to lean forward and walk quicker. But never go into an ungainly trot or a run or a jog or whatever. It's just that they do not, you don't disrespect the prayer by just slowing down and chilling. You get what I'm saying? Right. Uh, what you were saying about,
1: so somebody misses the prayer. Yeah. You Someone
0: misses the prayer because they didn't speed, they didn't do anything illegal, and they didn't run. That's what you're saying, yeah? And a person comes in and the prayer's over.
1: I, I was saying praying in the masjid. Yes. Uh, so if, if I'm going to come, say, at 8.30, I yep. I'm going to miss it. Is there any benefit?
0: Oh, you mean like you're super late. Yeah, so a person. So if this uh, the Isha is eight o'clock, and you know, uh, you know that you're only you know I'm gonna get here at eight thirty. There's no way I'm even you know whatever. Then is there some excellence in the masjid? There's no doubt that there is a uh, an excellence in praying an obligatory prayer in the masjid. There's no doubt about that because uh, the malaika love the house of Allah subhanahu wa taala. You've got a greater chance of someone coming in and say, "Listen, I'll pray jama'ah with you." And and and, but yes. Likewise, if you missed the main jama'ah, a person goes home. It's no. It's, it's no. You know. You know. No issue on that. No issue on that. So okay. Then the sheikh then says, "When you go to and once you've arrived at the masjid, then pray whatever is easy for you." So if the adhan has been done, then it is now possible for you to pray daratiba. Okay, or daratiba. Yani the formal. The Rātiba, the, the and plural Rawatib, is the name of the Sunnah prayer that is the most emphasized Sunnah prayer in Islam, and that is those prayers which are associated with the obligatory prayers. So, we're talking about the two Sunnah of Fajr, the, the two Sunnah, or the four Sunnah before Dhuhr, or the two, or the four Sunnah after Dhuhr, the two after Maghrib, and the two after Isha. And the witter, according to the majority of scholars, the sunan al muakkada, as we call them, all right, those emphasize sunan. These are the formal prayers which are linked to the prayer, the ratiba uh, or ar rawatib. And if Shaykh says that the the Fajr, that if that if that fourth prayer doesn't have a ratib, okay, before it, وَإن لم يكن راتب قبلها فسنة ال... so if there if there's a prayer that doesn't actually have a Sunnah before it like Maghrib, then you can pray two raka'ah for the two adhans. The two adhans we've already spoken about that. That's the adhan and the iqamah. There's always two raka'ah to be prayed. There's always a dua there to be prayed as well. That's sunnah. Um, and Sheikh said that these prayers, the ratib, or the prayer between the, 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 the two adhans, they will suffice you and replace for you the tahiyatul masjid. Because the Prophet وسلم, said, If any of you enters the masjid, then let not one of you sit down until you pray to raka'ah. Hadith narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. So that is achieved if a person uh, prays the Ratiba or the adhan between or the prayer of the adhan, or he goes to make wudu, that will be achieved. And as I said, it is also then not necessary. It's kind of like achieved. You can either argue it's been achieved. Or it's kind of cancelled out if you arrived at the obligatory prayer time if you arrived at the obligatory prayer time then you've entered into the prayer you've lost the opportunity to do a separate tahiyatul masjid that does now become your pseudo tahiyatul masjid remember we explained that yes everyone's clear on that kind of concept okay then a person after he's prayed to he sits down with the intention of waiting for the prayer and as long as you do that then you know you should know that you will continue to be in the prayer. You've actually started the prayer already whilst you are waiting for the prayer. That's the excellence of coming early to the masjid. As long as you are waiting, as long as your intention is that. If you come to the masjid, for example, to meet someone, and then that finished early by by mistake, for example, unexpectedly, then you do not get the reward of the person who is waiting for the prayer. The intention has to be that a person comes for that. Okay? Um... Then the sheikh, And also the Shaykh says, and don't, uh, don't forget that whilst you are waiting, you are also in the company of the Malaika, who are all the time you are waiting, they are sending salutations upon you. Their salutations, of course, is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you and have mercy upon you. So they are doing that all the time that you are waiting for the prayer in the masjid. Um, then the sheikh then says, he's, let's start the text. And he says, it is a sunnah, for the one who is following to stand, according to the author, when the muqeem, the one who gives the iqama says qad, from the statement, qad qamat is salah. And why? Because qad, to feed the tahqiq, qad yani, indicates that the job has done, has been done. Because you don't give the iqamah unless the prayer is going to be established. You don't like give it and then say, right, is anyone here to lead us? You establish that someone is gonna lead the prayer and that the time is in and we're gonna pray. And then when you say qad, qad means indeed, definitely. So when you say hey Allah salah hey come to the prayer, come to the prayer, hey come the prayer. hey come to success, come to success, qad قَامَتِ listen definitely the prayer is established. That's what it means. Qad It's hundred percent been established. we're in, that's it, we're in. So that so according to the Hanbalis or according to the author and a Kaul in the Madhab of the Hanabila, this qad has mean that the prayer has established itself and therefore it is the time for a person to stand up. Okay, and, um, and Sheikh says that what's interesting is that according to this statement of the author, Imam Al-Hajjawi, and this statement in the madhab, this would indicate that it is sunnah to stand up at this statement whether you see the Imam or not. So whether the Imam is there or not, or you've seen them or not, then it is sunnah according to them to stand at this moment. As for the well-known, المذهب, the well-known position, the established position, and the position of the majority of the hambalis in the Hanbali Madhab, then it is that you do not stand at the Iqamah. There is no standing during the Iqamah, except if you see the Imam. So the condition is the imam, meaning the imam is the key, not the wording itself. If the imam is present, then qad then comes back into play. But in the absence of the imam, the qad has no meaning. Yani per se, it is not yani the starting uh, point. So if you do not see him, then he waits until he sees the imam because they are following the imam, not any other way. Okay, and uh, that Sheikh says he goes in this country in Saudi It is very uh, 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 it'd be very bizarre if anyone stood up before the imam entered the masjid, and then when the people see him, then the people will stand up, and then the, the, the muqim, the the, the the person will give the uh, the muqim will give the ikama, and then Sheikh goes into some opinions. He said some of the scholars said waqil. It was said that. You stand as soon as you see the imam, regardless of whether you start the iqama or say the Iqamah or whatever. As soon as you see the imam, you stand. And another opinion, you stand as soon as you start the iqama. And another opinion, you stand when it says "come to the prayer," meaning, all right, let's get up. Hayyala salat. Yeah, that would make a sense. And it's and it and the, it is and it was said. And another opinion, you stand just when the imam is about to say "Allahu akbar" for takbiratul ihram. And it is and it was said. He's mentioning a sixth opinion. Al amr fi that the situation is flexible, meaning at any of these that you do is okay. That was another opinion. So not choosing, not choosing one specific one. And what does Sheikh say? Was lam tarid The sunnah has not established for ourselves, or for us, accurately and clearly the exact moment, the exact moment of when. To stand up in the Iqama. Because the Prophet the only thing that he said, except that the Prophet said, If the Iqama is given, if the prayer is established, don't stand until you see me. That's the only statement which indicates something about the standing. So, what do we know? Do not stand. Do not, if the prayer is established, meaning that the time is in, and, we're, and you know, everyone knows that this is when we're meant to pray, now we use clocks, then it was an indaza, okay? So now we're ready to pray, everyone's here, whatever, don't stand up until you see me. Why? Because he's the Imam. And that is therefore the ruling. Yeah, I mean, that's what we should, the class position is, a person does not stand up until the Imam comes. It is not linked to the Iqamah. The iqama will happen either before, or as he's asked for it, or it will start when he comes in. This is the sunnah. That's the class position. But Sheikh Uthameen does make a statement after that. As, if the sunnah has not established it, then the qiyam can be at the beginning of the ikama, or in the middle of the ikama, or at the end of it. All of that is permissible. That's very interesting what Sheikh Uthameen said. It is permissible for you to stand up at any moment. The main thing is, though, he said al muhim that a person. When, يعني, it's not about the standing, it's about you're ready to stand in front of Allah. And that's an excellent statement to end that يعني, particular point. That you are about to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and therefore you should be ready for the takbiratul ihram with the imam. That's the key. That, that's the thing you need to be just ready for, focused on. Not about the exact moment you stand up, but that I'm going to stand with the imam and make sure I say, Allahu Akbar. And I do not miss the Takbiratul Ihram. The missing of the Takbiratul Ihram is seen as a major, major fail. I just want you to know that. People who keep coming late to the masjid or 10 seconds late, 20 seconds late, is still a fail. 20 seconds is as bad as 3 minutes. The only thing that you've missed out on is either if you like the Imam's recitation, then you missed out on some great qira'ah. If you hate the Imam's recitation, then you know, you saved yourself. You know, it's a great result. I caught the Jama'ah and I didn't get to listen to him. Yes? It depends upon your thingy, right? As the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that you missed that first to the ihram you have come down. And that's why when they used to speak about the Salaf, they used to mention that we saw so-and-so, and he, I saw him yeah, at the masjid, I never saw him miss the takbiru ihram for X amount of years. And that's how a person is measured. Okay, let's have some
1: questions. Yes? I was going to say from those um, positions you gave, wouldn't we be able to just disregard the one that said... With, uh, the computer, going to be yes definitely I mean, that's the you know, weakest keeps, like tells everyone their roles yes a... I,
0: I absolutely agree with you there's no doubt that the weakest and the weirdest of all these opinions is to stand up when he's about to give the takbir really strange because of exactly what the next section is going to be on what you just said yes
1: um, if you selected a different time to stand up
0: if you chose a different time to stand up such as, such as Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah No, they, they stand up at no. Hayal Salah. No No, they're too busy
1: doing They're too
0: busy kissing their fingers, fingers bro
1: the
0: Exactly What happens once you've kissed the fingers? <laughs> Hayal salah Salat. Hayal Salat, bro What kind of brilliant are you? <laughs> number no, brilla <not>
1: you're,
0: <laughs> you're, you're a number. you're a ingonad You're a let down I thought that you were an expert in that behavior wow. Yeah, think about it. It's, what, it's like That's you said. When fine. do they kiss the fingers? They kiss Ash-had-Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, <laughs> Ash-had-Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Then they stand up.
1: They,
0: they, they Bro, I did it for 20 years of my life, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Give over. Uh, Give
1: over.
0: Right, wrong. No, wrong, of course. No doubt. Oh, uh, uh, they're the, the, the standing up. No, you can't say it's wrong. Just like Sheikh Taymin said. Yeah, and a person says, um, I'm going to stand up at Hayala <laughs> Salah. Because that's yani, you know, whatever. We can't say that that's wrong in terms of the standing, but that is on the proviso that the imam is there. Oh,
1: so. For
0: a person to for a person to say, "I'm going to stand up ahaillasala every time, regardless of whether the imam is there or not," that's a weak position. But,
1: um, so if I'm there and I stand up when it kind of starts, yes, you'll consider that
0: to be wrong. Oh, you're asking the question: Should so, I cause a ruckus amongst oh, a bunch of packs? They said
1: that this is when we stand up. Yeah. Is they not wrong to say that this is what we stand
0: up? That's Yani, yeah, this this issue of Yanni, yeah, should I follow the Sunnah or should I uh, uh, you know follow you <laughs> or follow you boys, okay? The truth is, is that a person always has to make a judgment call at that place and time. What's it gonna look like? Are you looking to bring people together? Have you already burned all bridges and so you might as done well this go nuclear anyway? Yani, yeah, are you trying to make it out that And uh, 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 that's the first uh, consideration. The second consideration is how serious the matter is. And if there is a level of permissibilities in all, then that also helps a person as well, etc. etc. I have to say that in this particular one, I find people quite relaxed. Like, even the brillos will will, will not have a major issue with a person standing up.
1: Um, But so, for example, if.
0: if... Unlike, for example, not making dua at, at, at the end, it's like there's no comparison between the two.
1: If you say that I'm right and you're wrong, Okay.
0: they said that is wrong? They want to stand at the, uh, on the statement of the Prophet That's, yeah, just, yeah, it is wrong, isn't it? Because that's like showing kind of some, some kind of pseudo-respect to the Prophet Exactly that, that you're,
1: setting,
0: you're setting kind of... a uh, president. yeah, 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 I agree. I agree, there's some dodginess going on there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's a good question. How about women, regarding the seeing of the imam? Again, that shows you the bid'ah of, you know, having a barrier. Alright? It shouldn't be that. All the headache that we have is because of this barrier. Because the imam should be seen by the women. That's the basic, simple, whatever. Obviously, if you're in a room, or there's a barrier, then you're going by the sound of people. There's nothing else you can say.
1: Yeah? So, first, to all the only situation I can see where there's an imam before the imam is there yep. is if it's a group of friends and we've not decided to be an imam in the first place yep. and if we do that someone say hey, it's very difficult not to stand up for a salah when he says hey, oh,
0: I, I, and, but, but because the imam has been chosen and one of you so, uh, you know he's going to step forward no, no we don't know you just said no. that you just no, said,
1: it's a group of people a group of people we don't know who's going to aim we don't we know we decided that so we're going to free uh-huh. someone stands at the people yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, go well, ahead. Oh,
0: uh, 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 no, that's okay. Yeah. The reason that's okay, what you're saying, which is that we're a group of brothers and we're going to have the whole tafaddal 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 Yeah? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to break yeah, any, a, a centuries old tradition of the tafaddaling. okay? <laughs> tafaddaling is part and parcel of our culture and our deen, okay? Anyone who's not tafadah in his life, yeah, with the salah, he's not even a practicing Muslim. About that. Yeah? <laughs> that's another one. Stick that in the indicated list as well. <laughs> So, uh, the reason there why is it different? Because we definitely know that the imam is here. Do you understand? So
1: we're going to pray now.
0: Correct. We know we're going to pray now. We know one of us is going to lead. We're just going to have to go through the fuddling process. And,
1: and the other question is, how weird is it for someone to even... Uh, yeah, it problems?
0: is weird, but not so weird in the Muslim countries. Where it's a paid imam, paid mu'adhin. he's coming from the back door, the microphones are set up, they're not going to delay the prayer by one second. It's not a real realistic situation. It happens all the time. Go to the Gulf. It runs like clockwork. Egypt,
1: Egypt is, 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 I think the clock tradition is older than... Like, there's,
0: old, there's been a clock for a
1: long time. Yeah. Some countries. Yep, yep. But it's when the imam comes in that someone stands for the imam. And that's yeah, exactly.
0: because they're preserving sunnah. That's preser- because they're pre- preserving sunnah. But I can tell you that there are a number of countries, especially Gulf, whatever region. It's... In fairness, I don't want to say it's bid'ah because the guy... Who's giving the ikama has just come out of the same room where he was with the imam, just so that you understand. He said to him, "Okay, go." So he goes and he turns on the microphone and he starts, and then the imam comes out. Now, from a layperson's point of view, he doesn't see all that drama behind the scenes. He just sees a door and it open, and the imam suddenly appear after the ikama has started. So it's actually not so strange. But to get rid of all that, it should be a basic rule that the imam. You know, he comes, and that's when the iqamah should be given. That's when the people should stand so up. like
1: a big gap between the end of the iqamah and the imam
0: coming in. No, no. No, no. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Not necessarily at all. Yani, this is a... Yani, what, what, what I want to picture... Let me, let me explain to you the sunnah. The sunnah picture that we need to paint is that the prayer cannot start without the imam, and the people should not disrespect the imam, And he's the one who calls all the shots. Combine all of that and you've got it. So for example, just seeing the Imam should not be enough to say that he wants to pray. He should make it clear he wants to pray. So if he comes in for example, he's trying to get his coat off and whatever, or something like that. Or for example, it's 8 o'clock and we all stand up and we're all looking around, where's the Imam gone? That's not the way it works. We are, if we're there for the right reason, every five minutes, and he actually mentions that here. He goes, Hatta لَوْ تَأَخَّرَ الْإِمَامُ وَزَادَ خَمْسَ أَوْ فَإِنَّكَ عَلَى And if people understood this, then they'd understood it. He goes, if the imam is five or ten minutes late, what's your problem? You are praying for those five or ten minutes. Stay seated and wait for the imam to come in. The imam must never feel like he's under pressure. Because we're then getting to another area where is a bit out of, Yani 8 o'clock is somehow some magic number. 8 o'clock has no function in our reality. It's only a tanzimi thing. It's only to keep order and to keep yeah, anything. And it's good, and we try and stick to it. But maybe the imam's late, maybe the imam's whatever. And there are certain people who, you know, in a masjid like this, which is pretty under control, it's pretty, you know, after a couple of minutes, they'll work out, hold on, is he even here? And then they'll go and check, and he might be, and he didn't answer. Or they'll say, I don't think he's coming to this. Then someone will start to, you know, the process will start after a few minutes. That's more like what it should be. So, yeah, it's a combination of these things. Yeah.
1: What about the public time?
0: Because the time is too... Still... Yeah, so it might be a little bit more stricter because obviously you can't wait 15 minutes if 15 minutes is the ideal time to pray. But, uh, you know, you still give a few minutes. You still give a few minutes. So, are we at the bottom, Shaz. Take us at the bottom. We'll, let's get the questions. Okay. So, let's start with the first question. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Where are we? Is the reward of waiting for the prayer linked to waiting for a jamaah to is the reward of waiting for the prayer linked to waiting for a jama'a to begin in a masjid or can this be applied to one who is waiting at home for a prayer time to begin if they are praying at home alone That's a really interesting question It's interesting because I don't understand its real reality If you are praying by yourself what are you waiting for, for the
1: time to begin for the time to begin mm-hmm. for the to,
0: time to for oh if they're waiting for a prayer time then there's no doubt that that's yeah, an act of ibadah but I'm, i thought that the prayer time is in uh, 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 when i was talking about the masjid i'm talking about both mm-hmm. about time to begin and within time waiting for the jamaah time like yani yeah, at the moment uh, 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 isha is 7:30 so a person comes in at isha time when the Adan time he's waiting for half an hour so that wouldn't happen at home. Or but if
1: you're...
0: I think that I mean, if you're not going to the masjid and got good reason not to and you guys are going to set a jama'ah time at home, then I think there could be some yeah, definite application. That Allah Allah knows best. Uh, Mesa has a question uh, for last week. The humble say that if the imam realizes during his prayer that he does not have wudu or breaks his prayer in some way whilst leading jama'ah, not only does his prayer break, but the prayer of the followers breaks as well the Hanbalis also say that the Imam does not soak up the mistakes of the person who does not start with the Imam. Okay, correct. And correct. If that is the case, is the latecomer's prayer also invalidated with the rest of the Jama'ah if the Imam's prayer is invalidated while leading the prayer? Yes, that is correct. According to that position of the Hanbalis. According to our class position, no. Okay, Um, Decorum no said yani, for for decorum I think decorum is a synonym of gravitas I don't think it's very different from gravitas i've done that uh, at what point are they supposed to see set for for the jamaah when they hear somethingya when they hear something because they, they can't see can they we don't have a permanent imam and people wait around at a specified time for someone to lead the prayer can you stand and wait or you have to wait for someone to take the place of the imam and then you stand yet yeah, that's yani, again it's a bit it's not very clear, that situation. It's love you it anyway, Yani. you have a certain, or
1: if there'd be certain people, that would be the imam. So if you're not one of those, then you stay seated, I
0: guess. Yeah, if you have absolutely no idea who's going to lead the prayer, then you stay seated. But if there is a definite deputy and they know that he steps in, then Yani, you'd get up when that person gets up. Yeah? Any other questions? Did we
1: not say that um, the timing for Obama is the right of the imam?
0: Yes. That's why the perfect scenario is the Iqamah is not given until the, the Musalleen know that the prayer is going to be established and the prayer is only going to be established if the Imam comes. So the Imam's presence is an important one. And that's why I said that this scenario where uh, 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 Mu'min was mentioning, I don't know how that works, where the Iqama is given. That ikama is given when the mu- Muqim knows that either the Imam is definitely not coming or he's just left the Imam inside. He's just walking out. You know what I'm saying? If, if
1: the Imam's not coming, Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, but he knows that Imam's not coming and he know he normally him leads himself. Okay. That himself, the one yeah. who gives the iqamah leads himself, or he definitely knows I'm gonna put another person forward. <laughs> 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 <He's
1: not coming. laughs>
0: Don't talk about Azizia guy, man, give me heart attack. Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. That's harsh, yes. If he doesn't know that the imam's not coming like uh, he doesn't know, yeah, he doesn't know that. yeah. yeah like in our mosque in Sudan, yes. So the, the, the imam lives in the mosque. Yeah. Within the boundaries of the mosque. Yes. So Sometimes the time came, but after five minutes, they just yes. start the prayer. Yes. After, you, you, after the prayer finish, you see the imam. The yes. Uh, is praying.
0: Yes. Alive. Yes. Yes. So yeah, and ideally, so here's the situation. This is where it's delicate. This is where it gets sensitive. If you have an imam who's getting lazy with the with the game. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because we want to respect the Imam by not putting pressure upon him when he's five minutes late. But if my man is doing five minutes late every day, ten minutes late, later, we're not respecting that kind of person. He's not respecting the Jama'ah, Do you understand? Yeah. Especially if the reason to set eight o'clock as a time was to make sure that people are kept under a system, this, that, whatever. This man is not respecting that. Alright? So, I think there's space. There's got to be a balance. There's got to be a respect for the Imam, but the Imam can't be taking a mickey all the time as well. You know what I'm saying?
1: Is yeah, it 10 minutes past like unnatural waiting time mm. for Syrah to begin. T-
0: 10 minutes after the, 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 the actual time. Time. time, 10,
1: exactly. so ten, ten minutes five, five is minutes. like
0: 10 years. Yeah. 10 minutes, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: five is all right, 10 a long time.
1: It depends I, think on
0: your your culture I think that's a very good point. By what Moment just said, there it is a very cultural thing that so a hot country. With a more relaxed environment, in the village, in the X, whatever. Like, I remember when I was in, in Africa, okay? Yeah, in the practicing areas. I mean, there's a lot of non-practicing areas in Africa, but in the practicing, practicing areas, 10, 15, 20 minutes, either way. because People don't even care about clocks or things. Yeah, but chill, everyone's chilling, yeah, right?
1: No? Like in fact, in, in Alexandria... They broadcast the prayer on the speakers, and you see how different the start and finish times are in the different mosques. They all do the Adhan at the same time. Right. But you hear them pray at different times. They do
0: the Adhan at the same time. Well, no, the Adhan is the Adhan.
1: Yeah. The Adhan, you then hear it five times, Fajr especially.
0: Yeah, at different times.
1: Yeah, like half an hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you're saying, but that's those the different masajid, though. But it's the same area.
1: They they do the Adhan at the same time. Yep. Yeah. But then
0: they wait around, and I think some of them do, some of them don't, so Yeah. The whole Egypt, Azan Iqamah thing is a very politically charged situation, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when Even when I was there, there was a lot of, you know... And you can even feel it. You know, that it's a it's a real din. You know, every single loudspeaker, you can't work out which one to follow to make your tajir to... My point, is, my point
1: is, it's not unusual to walk into a Oh, yeah. Yeah people
0: expect to eat you don't expect them to eat yeah, yeah 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 definitely I, I 100% agree with that I've it's definitely serious. experienced that much. oh no in the west you'd never get away with that if
1: you're you set a time
0: huh you set a, t- you set a time yeah but I'm saying no no but, but, but Muhammad's point is you set a time in other countries as well but people are not so strict to that
1: also yeah, these countries they don't go by the, uh, they go by the the entry of the Hulu Yeah. and the Adan goes and it's just Accepted 15 minutes after Adhan, that's the
0: prayer time. That's an in-between thing. That's an in-between thing. What you're saying is in-between, where, where like, they are, they're, they're following not Hanafi school. So if you're following the other three schools, they all pray after the Adhan straight away. And if that's the case, then they set a time. This prayer will be 10 minutes after the Adhan, every single time. Yeah. And therefore, no one ever needs to see a watch. Because they hear the Adhan, they know they've got 10 minutes. Okay. So you've got some of the Arab mosques in the West, they do that system okay and that system to be honest is great but it also has its disadvantages you need to be on top of the calendar really really well because we can't hear the Adhan now in Regents Park mosque which is the most famous mosque that establishes this system okay uh, Arabs run it Shafi'i Imam Shafi'i Board uh, that's exactly what they do you know that it is I think 25 minutes for Fajr I think half an hour for Dhuhr. I think it's 15 minutes for Asr it's 10 minutes for Maghrib, and I believe 10-15 minutes for Isha. You need to memorize the times, and that's it. It's stuck in your mind. But also, you can hear the muazzin. So the people who are around the local, locality, they hear it, they know that this is what I've got, or you're on clock with your with your app or whatever. So there's different ways of, of dealing with that. There's different ways of dealing with that. Any other questions? Because I don't think I'm going to start the next sentence. We've had... Yeah, anyway a good, uh, solid uh, thing anyway. By
1: like the one, I
0: didn't know actually about not rushing. To yeah. <laughs> yeah, about, about uh, the
1: prayer. Yeah, so do not rush as a direct when I, I Do I was, not
0: be hasty. Yeah, yeah no, rush. I, I was very
1: young, but my parents didn't study for a couple of years. Yeah. definitely
0: rush. Oh, yeah. So,
1: is this a bad, is a bad
0: thing? It is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. they scared. Yeah, yeah. But 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 but, the truth is is that if they were I mean but by the way I'm never going to hate on a shopkeeper.
1: Uh,
0: no no not because they're going to do business because I know how many times I've said come on Yara just serve me just serve me I'm the guy I'm that guy we're all that guy he's saying I have got to person for how many times Yara like every single couple of months when we go and take everyone to the message for dates or the or the thingy. And the guy i got, got to close the masjid, the hate hei- around, the hate are around. And we're like, come on bro, I've got my thing here. Because you know that you are now going to have to go and then come back. I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't blame them. Off, off. MashaAllah. What's the name of these things? Give us the official name. Kak. Kak. <laughs> oh my God. He's got Kak here. No idea what kak is. I mean,
1: think <laughs> shop Is it? yes yeah, it's, it's, it's have, it's No, it, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's nice. No, no, I'm.
0: I'm. I'm, I'm nil, I'm, I'm, I'm a rock, bro. Yeah. Lent, yeah. and <laughs> yeah? mm-hmm. stuff. The girl comes <laughs> one lesson in one year, she makes take fear of me in a second. Unbelievable. Yeah. Allah well, should have made you come. You know. <laughs> Honest to God, I was sending that message on various groups. I thought, ah, you know what? what about these lot? Out,
1: okay.
0: folks you missed out on gag. anyway alright I think uh, we've done any announcements um, classes okay classes uh, let me give you an update with respect to everything Umrah is basically closed in the next few days anyone who wants to go Umrah on March 29th I reckon you've got maybe four or five days especially the sisters that's what you've got um, brothers maybe five six days okay to apply um, but pretty much yes, pretty much it's done Hajj, I can tell you at the moment, unless they extend the places, there's only 13 places left. Okay? If unless they extend the places, which I doubt because it's already 100 people, okay, then there's only 13 places left. I'm telling you now, if you intend to go Hajj, you better be quick. Um, uh, Next class I'm teaching is Home Sweet Home in Manchester, Protect This House. April twenty seventh weekend, insha'Allah. Okay, very important. Yani for everyone to take that class. Um, Dominion, I'll be teaching in Birmingham, insha'Allah. May the fifth, London, insha'Allah, very soon after. China, uh, those who want to go on a complete dos, not complete dos, semi dos. Okay, all right. So, come I, I, yeah, I'm doing. I'm teaching. Yasir Qadi can do the dosing. Yeah. <laughs> Myself and Yasir will be leading the group to China. Uh, that's open to anyone from anywhere in the world. They'll do their ticket from there. Uh, so you can just go to the Facebook page or go to the Hajj with AE page as well on Facebook. You can see the link there. Um, that's on the 29th of June. That's going to be closing soon as well. That's near their capacity as well. Um, what other events or anything? Calgary class I've got coming up. now. that's in July. I think that's about it. Any events to announce? Anything? No? We're done? Zakmurrahir subhanakallahu <laughs> wa bihamdek I shahadu an la ilaha illa anto As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahu wa atubu alaykum wa s-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahu Yeah Say that again? South, Africa. South Africa Oh a trip Yeah. There's nothing religious in South Africa Wait till you see China Yara? Propyodi Torah History Thousand years bro Tarihhi message Yara Bro, I'm going to post a picture maybe in this week of one of the messages we're going to. Bro, just looking at that masjid will make you want to go. That's when you see the wall of that message. You say, i got to go there. Sir. You say, I've got to go there. Sisters, listen, I'd take this uh, thingy. me. Take a... Uh, take some tissues, here, paghi. I can't believe you started taking one. Unbelievable greedy Paggy, Pass it around. Take the box. Unbelievable. She takes it out the box. Kas, nih. Back.
1: back on uh, Saturday. Oh. Yeah? Yes. Yes. You Alhamdulillah, I'm oh, sure. delay?